These nominees are busy draining and polluting our aquifers to sell filtered water to you in plastic, single-use bottles that will last forever. Coca-Cola. The equivalent of one garbage truck of plastic enters into our sea every minute, every day, all year long. This year, thousands of volunteers conducted trash cleanups around the world in an effort to identify the brands that contributed most significantly to plastic pollution in 2018. Coca-Cola was identified as the largest plastic polluter on the planet. And uh, the company that took the biggest piss in the global pool is Coca-Cola. So this is a bit of a rapid reaction episode of Climactic today. We are responding to a bit of breaking news up in Brisbane in Queensland with Brett Tate, founder of We Refill. How are you doing up there, Brett? Hi, mate. It's really shy. Yeah, it's so good to have you finally. We've been talking about this for months. <laughs> but um, yeah, what's going on up there in Brisbane really deserves a, a response to it and uh, is a really interesting situation. And we need to hear the other side of it and, and the ground truth of what's going on. Even though this is a bit of a rapid reaction and we're sort of scrambling to this ASAP, before we started, you sent me a link to a documentary that just aired on... Uh, Dutch Well, um, DWTV, which is an English language channel out of Germany, uh, they aired this documentary called Coca-Cola's Plastic Secrets, which only recently just came out as of, yeah, September of this year. There's always more to things than just what you see. And Dasani is much more than just water in a bottle. In fact, Dasani is one of the world's best-selling bottled water brands. And if you're not familiar with Dasani, you will certainly know the name of the group behind it, the Coca-Cola Company. So I've just had a quick look through that, Breton, and here's some some quick notes I made from that. Pretty horrifying when you realize that the Coca-Cola Group, which is of course not just Coke, but Fanta and Sprite and fruit juices and waters, and they own a, a huge stable, of course, of beverages around the world. Uh, that group sells 120 billion bottles per year. That's 4,000 plastic bottles a second. And uh, James Quincy, the CEO of the Coca-Cola Group, has pledged a waste-free world by 2030. And he made that pledge in January 2018. Um, on an interview, he's come out and praised the circular economy model, which means that when you you know are done using a bottle, that bottle will then get reused. Now, if that's a plastic bottle, that'll, of course, mean recycling and recycling ideally without losses, which of course isn't how plastic recycling works. So the doco briefly gets into the origins of Keep America Beautiful, which we have a uh, an allegory to, of course, here in Australia with Keep Australia Beautiful. Keep America Beautiful was a straw man organization set up by Coke, and it was to redirect public attention from the multinational producers like Coca-Cola and back onto the public themselves. And that's a whole episode we can get into right there. But it also gets into how Coke is running this exact same playbook. Now that they're done in the developed world and, and Coca-Cola's got its roots sunk in deep, they're running the same play in developing nations, like in Tanzania, where it's phasing out glass bottles and instead flooding the area with plastic packaging. So as of the airing of this documentary in 2018, all Coke has done is talk a big game and made no fundamental changes to its business. But there are some disruptive small businesses taking aim at some of their biggest customers. And in this case, we're talking festivals and live events. 
with Brett, founder of We Refill. So, Brett, can you tell us what is We Refill? Hey, look, we Refill, we founded about four years ago at an event uh, we were lucky enough to be invited to, which was TEDx Sydney. Um, and last minute rush of that was a major sponsor. The organization and organizing partners realized that there's no sustainability outcome. We were lucky enough to be in a position at the right time to trial a uh, refill station in Opera House where we proceeded to coke and refill well single-use water bottles but ended up seeing a behavior change mm. we, we spent a lot of time then looking at how we can go forward and we end up going into the event scene and looking at evaluating society through events and festivals what happens in a festival happens in everyday life mm. in bondi or in in melbourne so i was looking at a snapshot how do you do the how do you make change in behavior quickly and Looked at festivals because we could manipulate the system a little bit and we could in amongst people look at how we can create a high volume quality product, not a beverage, a service. We refill started and ended up in 2019 now where we've just come off the, a big event in Brisbane called Brisbane Festival where we were a sponsor, um, also paid by the City Council and Queensland Government by one water station. Uh, we ended up donating another three and... Uh, Result of that, the director from Coca-Cola sponsorship, our branding had to be covered up at our knowledge. So we've just spent 25 days, all of our branding covered up, um, and it's left a very sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, so to quickly dive into some of the things you said there, I think it's really interesting, your idea that a festival is kind of a, a petri dish, or it's a, it's a sample of a wider society, and we've all seen horror shots of say, a Glastonbury or a big music festival post-event and just a like a war zone of litter and mess. Um, I understand that after festivals you're at, that scene uh, can be and, and usually is quite different and that the, the amount of, of litter left behind is dramatically reduced. People are better hydrated. People are healthier. And uh, you've got this great hashtag after music events called We Pee Clear, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, again, to the, the dark side of that, especially getting into the sponsorship game. So you've got a huge event like Brisbane Festival. And for those of us not in Queensland, Brett, can you let us know what is the Brisbane Festival and, and how big an event is that? Brisbane Festival is massive. It runs for a full month. Um, it's spread right throughout the city. Um, you know, multiple shows. Link the, the, the cost to run that event, state and government, is, is over $16 million. Um, great influx for Brisbane. Um We've been able to be uh, involved in that for our second year this year. Um, multiple stage shows. Um, and based on the, the council policy, you know, it is to reduce you know single-use plastic water bottles at events. Shocked us to find out Coca-Cola became a, a significant sponsor. Um, that space, which which has created a lot of other a lot of other issues around it. For us, with events, just touching back, you know, we've done Blues Fest in 2018 and 2019, and this year we did a blanket approach uh, to back a house where we removed 24,000 single-use Franklin water bottles. Um, it was a phenomenal effort over five weeks. Um, in front of house, we did, a, we did over 30,000 litres um, of refilling. We know that a system can work, and the driver for us is looking at how we can shift the single-use plastic economy it's a, a complex, yes, business model. It's very simple as well. We've got to look at how you know, currently the market in Australia is worth a billion dollars. Well, it's going directly to the 1% you know, industry. We want to be able to take the economy 
look at how we can create a localized economy through refilling and using technology out there, using data capture, plastic production reporting, carbon offset reporting, um, sponsorship models, you know, also changing the behavior through the reward system of able to access chilled and sparkling water and know that uh, you know, the public out there that are carrying water bottles now are not rewarded. Um, get really warm tap water, um, festivals that are going single-use bottle free, they're removing the cold factor, it's placing a lot of harm out there as well. And we've seen it at many festivals where you know, the hashtag of bio bottle not affected at any festivals because carry a water bottle. When you when you take that away, you're causing some serious issues around harm reduction. You know, we've got some big corporate partners in Brisbane that are coming up, Queensland Ballet event, four and a half thousand people. They saw the value to sponsor that, pay for that to be able to provide not only the waste reduction, also the reward factor for refilling. That's great. The companies are starting to see, and bigger organisations and councils as well are starting to see the benefits, and not only going bottle free, but also doing it in a way that's smart and pragmatic and won't increase the amount of harm to the the attendees of that festival or that event. Uh, just to put in context that amazing victory for you at the Blues Festival this year of reducing 24,000 single-use bottles from the back-of-house crew uh, from that massive festival over multiple days. But just to put that in context, that what you were able to do as a small startup reducing 24,000 bottles was the equivalent of Coca-Cola shutting down for six seconds with their 4,000 bottles a second. So like why is it, do you think, at <laughs> why is it, do you think at Brisbane Festival, they've taken this this very aggressive and antagonistic line towards you? Is it is it even possible that they see you as a threat? I mean, I mean David and Goliath doesn't even get close <laughs> to the size disparity here. Yeah, look, we, we, we see it as a direct threat. Um, look, we, we, we're, we live in competition. I'm not a Water bottle has saved millions and millions of lives around the world through disasters. And even prior to the last 10 years at festivals, you know, a water bottle has saved some young person's life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a a place for the water bottle in its history um, in in terms of... It's where there's no other infrastructure, right? If you've got no plan, then a bottle is helpful. Exactly. And and it's delivering exactly what the consumer wants. And that's the shifting over. Blues Fest... Um, it was an interesting thing that we discovered this year that Keep Australia Beautiful National took a major sponsorship from Mount Franklin. So Keep Australia Beautiful National, now Coca-Cola is a major sponsor for Keep Australia Beautiful National through Mount Franklin single-use water bottles. That launch was happening at Fest this year. Um, it was a unnerving thing for us to launch our five-sided systems that can deliver up to 1,000 litres an hour, high-flow chilled and sparkling water, I can tell you now, the sparkling water is the biggest reward for consumer. It's a yes. premium product marketing. We're able to deliver it a dollar a day, and they're selling it for six dollars a bottle. We're able to deliver a, a service of, of hydration a dollar a day head. So that was a big one. The city council took on the sponsorship. It hasn't been really announced, but it is all over their networks. Um, and each venue has single-use Coca-Cola, Mount Franklin on it. So there is a direct threat that development shown that we can do in the 24,000 reduction at this fest with multiple systems and a front-of-house approach at a festival where we're looking at hydration, looking at the safety outcomes, number one, how do we get drinking more water? 
then looking at the economy. It's a three-pronged attack we look at, and it is a real threat to the beverage industry because we don't see water as a beverage. Water is a service that should be provided to each mm. community. Marketing has been the biggest thing for Coca-Cola and the beverage industry out there of sexiness of it. We've got to be smart in refilling to create another process that's interactive, rewarding, aging, and the, you know, the reward of making that choice. The interesting behaviour patterns that we saw at Booze Fest was that only about 30% of carried a water bottle. The rest of it was single use. People came to us, they paid for our service, they carried that single use water bottle for six days. So at mm. the end of that, behaviour for them was, you know what, I can do this if I have access to these types of refill systems. We see that in terms of a community health benefit. And I take I mean, millions and millions of visitors there a year. The membership systems, reward systems where people can make on been is how do you deliver it in bulk? That's where the water bottle has got that number one advantage that every single shop sells it. Of clubs around Australia sell it. All of these organisations are selling to it. We've got to present a business case to shift to another opinion model. So, of course, this is the right time of year to start talking about this as we enter into the Australian summer and the festival season is starting to get into full swing. Mm-hmm. So, Brett, how can listeners of Climactic, who are mostly very switched on, you know, they, they're avoiding single use whenever possible, mm-hmm already, as well as getting along to events and hopefully asking proactively if the festivals they'll be attending will be offering refill services, how else can listeners get involved? Is there potentially any way that they can help you directly at We Refill? Definitely. I mean, we've, we've guess for Refill's journey is that we've been under research and development for three years. We have commercial prototype systems that have developed, built on the ground running. We're looking at now investment um, from of the community that are out there that want to become engaged and involved in the system. Um, we're working with a number of different strategies to do that, of how we can raise the next round of capital, um, go forward to build a commercialised station in the country. We refill this year. We head to yours and ours next weekend, which is one of our partner festivals. Um, we're doing all back a house and we're sponsoring all yours and ours for all the kids to refill, which is fantastic. And we head into summer and you know, we're still evaluating which events we will do this year. Last year, we did one festival that was 42 degrees. The solution was a tap. And of course, you know, you're, you're partying hard, you want cold water. So the, the green movement has actually placed a little bit of harm go back on to youth and festivals and events. Um, they're taking away something that they, they, has been in their life, all of their life. You know, remembering that the majority of these kids in, in these festivals are 18 to 30 have seen and been involved around the water bottle their whole life. There has not been anything else but the water bottle for them to hydrate. Being in the alternative has been an amazing thing to see them able to drink cold water whenever they want. Um, whenever they need, their friends bring them up. You know, we see all of those harm reduction measures out there. So for us now, we're, we're going into, I guess, the next phase of the startup life to going into uh, fundraising and looking at how we can get investment from community and enterprises out there. We'll be releasing some things over the next couple of months. We want to finish the year on a really big high, going into 2020, a really good investment package for we get involved and, and create a commercialized outcome for, for, for us and for the community. That's fantastic, Brett. I I wish you all the best with that. And I think a lot of listeners out there will be not only interested in how that turns out, they might have some contacts as well 
and potentially want to get in touch with you about that, about the commercialization and wider rollout of WeRefill. Because we're definitely looking for the innovative investors out there and people that want to advise us and give us advice on it. You know, we're good at what we do. We know that there's, you know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses and being the right people to come and support WeRefill and, and help us guide the journey next. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brett, for this very quick kind of ad hoc interview <laughs> about some breaking news up at the Brisbane Festival. I, I'm sad to hear that a lot of, yeah, your your branding was covered and um, that a lot of, of good was kind of left undone because of Coca-Cola's decision to kind of uh, play the bully. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for everything you're doing. Look, thank you. And we do feel privileged also to be in this space that everyone, the thousands of people that have supported us over the years um, that we fill at our festivals and our community, our branding covered up is also quite, uh, you know that we're disruptive. So it's a good outcome as well. Excellent. All right, thanks, Brett. We'll have you. We'll have you on again in the near future. And until then, Fantastic. go well. Thank you, and hello. What could be more refreshing on your journey to the grave than an ice cold Coke? Coca Cola feels your love. Thank you for this great award. But remember that we could not have become the largest plastic polluter of our oceans without you. You love us. You really, really love us. All those plastic bottles, you drank that shit. You love Coke, you love Sprite. I mean, some of you love that. Minute Maid, Powerade, Odwalla Juice, and Zico Coconut Water, we make that. Dasani Water, Smart Water, that's us too. It's estimated that there are over five trillion pieces of plastic in our oceans. Now, those aren't all packaging from Coke products, but we wish they were. <laughs> if you're going to drink liquid, we want it to be our liquid. We just fill them up, you buy them, you drink them, and you dispose of them as you wish. In the ground or around your town or straight into the ocean, it's all the same to us, which is why I want you to believe me when I tell you we couldn't have won this award without you. From the bottom of my heart to the bottom of all of our oceans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you all. The Climactic Collective.